There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment, everything Elmer Fudd. There's something schooly around here. That's right. I'm Jason Matheson along with Alexis. <laughs> He's talking about you, Kenny. Which one? He's talking Which about one? Kenny. He's talking about oh, Kenny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, Elmer? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. What? What? What did he say? Uh... <laughs> Hey, Elmer, is oh B. Arthur God. funny looking? Uh, oh, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, oh God. Oh, I'm Jace with Lex, the fabulous Don McLean, whose hair looks stunning today. Oh, thanks. And Kenny, whose hair looks like he hasn't oh, washed it in a, a few weeks, but it's fine. What a rat's Uh-oh. nest. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. It's time for COVID cut number two in my house. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you getting shaved? Yeah. It's already, oh, yeah, I've already sorry. cut my... <laughs> that sounded yeah. bad, I apologize. <laughs> and I'm going to need help, so, uh, you know. Uh, but no, I've already cut my hair once, and now it's I've got to cut it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get it. My Mine's growing out. I, I taped the Jason show yesterday for Thursday, and, you know, I, I have to look at myself in the monitor, and I was like, mm. okay, time to offer $4 million to Mermaid again to come over in a NASA suit. She'll say <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have to cut it again. Lex, how how was your Are you hair? Doing your own? Yeah. Yeah. Are, oh, that's right. B. Ar- or B. Arthur. Uh, mermaid. Uh, that's yeah. the woman who cuts my hair. Her real name is Kara, uh, but she believes in mermaids, so I call her Mermaid. <laughs> um, Mer was on the phone, and I have a clipper. She, I, uh, I maybe I foretold the the coming pandemic, <laughs> but I bought clippers about a year and a half ago. And by her recommendation, so she knows my clipper, yeah, and the numbers, so she kind of guided Colin on what ah. to do. Like, okay, you do a number two at the very bottom, and then you go up a little bit, and you do a number three, and then, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and it turned out okay, but I need it again, because I was looking, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's getting long. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. looking at the monitor yesterday, but oh, well. Ooh, yeah, I'm growing uh, my Yoko Ono hair. Are you? Yeah, um, probably. I want it to my waist now at this point. <laughs> Get long. You mentioned Yoko. She oh, had yeah. you up here. It's like Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
flower, Yoko. That's Yoko, everybody. Gee, yeah. That's art. You're you're letting your hair grow though, Lexa. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm not gonna cut it, trim it right now. I you know I I think about it though. Just yeah, grabbing some scissors and just start going to town. Donna, you're trimming, trim, trimming away, yeah, aren't you? Great. <laughs> yeah, I dyed it last night. It looks good, girl. Oh, thanks. Oh. Um, you know, it's not Diet. the best. Of course, a professional is better, but I'm doing what I yeah. can. You it know? looks real nice, Dawn. I'm looking at you. I look at you every what day color? now. You look- oh, it's the same. It's the same. It's just a little bit darker than it was before. I, um, it's just because I, uh, I go to Sally Beauty Supply. At a girl. And I get my color, and they are yeah. out. They've discontinued my dye, so I just got what? the last. I sort of oh. got um, a different shade of what I normally get. I don't even remember what you look like. Oh, no. I'll send you a picture. Oh. I'll send you a picture of Don. She looks real good. <laughs> no, I, a creepy one. I had a I had a, a friend, <laughs> a couple friends that are dyeing their hair, and both a lovely shade of watermelon. I don't know if that's the new thing, but it's like a, a water. Yeah, uh, who cares? It's watermelon hair is trending. No disrespect I, to the hairstylists out there. We're just trying to get through this. Just getting yeah, yeah getting yeah. it done. Yeah. Then you You're can fix it later. Need, the yes. Hairstylists are going to have plenty to. Do when they oh, go they're going to be busy work. for oh, years. Booked mm-hmm. out forever. Well, speaking of that, yeah. I, I was going to bring this up because correct me if I'm wrong, but today isn't the governor having another big press conference where they're yes. anticipating yeah. some yeah. changes? Yeah. Uh, can I just do a Ron Robin? And I, this is pure curiosity. And, and Kenny's going to laugh at me. And you know what precipitated this line of questioning for me is Chris Reavers. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Why for? Uh, okay, I will tell you why. Because Chris has been, and not that he's not now, but Chris has been in lockstep with the officials, with uh, with with uh, the doctors, with the yeah. governor, and 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 I'm my uh, I'm with them. I'm I'm with them too. I listen to experts. I don't listen to politicians of of any party. Um, but yesterday he posted this video where basically, I'm paraphrasing, he's done. He's impatient. Uh, not impatient, but yeah. he's done with the – he wants to go play baseball, and he wants the state to open up. And I, I'm i using Chris as an example of – you know, Chris was very moderate and very reasoned in his feeling. And I'm thinking, wow, if, if Reavers – is done. Is there, if, yeah. if, if Reavers is done with the lockup, I wonder if we have gotten to a point where a lot more folks are, are ready to open up despite the potential dangers. I think so. I, I think yeah. so. And Chris, keep in mind, uh, Reavers is married to a nurse. That's uh, I. Oh, thank you for yes, lady, and heavily right. influenced by her. And uh, she's. I, I think she agrees. She feels that you way know, too. And, and mm-hmm. he knows going in that if he gets it, she gets it, and if she gets it, she'll be out of work until she's better. And uh, I think uh, they're just ready from talking to Chris. Yeah. Yeah. To I, take that risk. I I saw that video and uh, compliment to Chris. I was like, wow. So goes Chris. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. So goes Reavers. Goes the nation. Know, don't you hate when you agree with Reavers? Oh, but yeah. I no, but it really did. It made me think because oh, I do. Oh, just, yeah. Oh my God, I know him too well. It's like, what am I doing agreeing with you, dumb dumb? Yeah. Uh, but I, but I do. Yeah. It just, I don't know. 
Uh, lack, really yeah. quick in the time. Let's actually let's take a break, you guys, because okay. I want to yeah. hear what you think. And then a little bit later, we're going to talk about uh, that Natalie Wood documentary. Uh, Lex yes, watched it, I and did. I'm so looking forward to. Uh, I have some highlights too. Stay with us. Back after this. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis. In the morning on my talk 1071. the much uh, talked about, especially on my talk from three to six, the much talked about Natalie Wood documentary. Lex and I caught it. We'll oh, talk about that uh, yeah. just a, in just a little bit. Uh, but first, I want to just go round robin. We were talking about the uh, press conference the governor's going to have a little bit later today. Uh, a lot of folks are expecting some changes uh, with the guidelines, maybe reopening or maybe extending the stay-at-home yeah. order for a couple weeks. That's what I've heard. And I and I was just asking the question based on a tweet that I saw from Chris Reavers of all people. Uh, Chris basically expressing that he's he's done. Um, he's ready to get back to a new normal, um, even realizing the possible risks. So I just it just kind of stopped me in my tracks because Chris has been very measured and very kind of centrist in how he has felt about this um, uh, crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of f- thought, well, OK, if Chris is feeling this way. Um, I'm sure can, a lot of people are feeling this way. Can give you a little background. We uh, fell down a rabbit hole yesterday and ended up watching videos on YouTube. We aired some of them on the podcast. One was from the guy that runs Jacks. You got are you J A X? Are you familiar with that restaurant? No. Uh, yeah. Northside University. Great yeah. old school restaurant. Third generation owner. And uh, he's going broke. He might have to shut that place down permanently. Uh, And it's, you know, and we've got on TV this morning, I've got the five on and they've got owners of businesses uh, appealing to uh, the legislators and they're crying. You know, uh, this is killing these businesses and we're just, oh, we're just feeling their pain and it's so awful. And I I think a lot of that um, is what led Chris to post that video. Mm hmm. Lex, yeah. how are you? How are you feeling? Oh, oh man! I think that I, the sentiment to want to be open and things to go back to normal, I think everyone wants that. It's just a matter, of, yeah, of of when. Now, I might be in a different boat if I didn't have a baby, a preemie baby that I'm trying to protect. Then I think that I might I might feel a little differently, but um, and. Let's acknowledge, too, we're in a position, too, where, you know, we're still working and, you know, I feel so blessed to be able to do the show here from my house. And, you know, so with just acknowledging that, because I know a lot of people are not in that boat, um, but I I don't feel ready to yet, but I, I it's all dependent. It's because of my baby. Yeah. And I definitely, you feel for all the small businesses and for the restaurants, oh, yeah. we all want them to open up again. Um, and yeah. yeah, we just want it to to be safe. And, you know, from the things that we're hearing, I mean, I want to be led by science. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably watching too much news <laughs> when it comes to it, but... Um, no, I think I I just I I personally don't feel ready to but but that's just because there isn't a vaccine and a lot of the treatments you know they're still in that clinical phase. Don? I don't I feel the same way as Alexis does. Am I very frustrated that I can't do anything and yes, we're yeah. all sick of it, but I just don't feel I don't feel like the numbers support opening back up yet. I just 
not not now, but I do understand and I empathize with the businesses. My daughter owns her own business. Yeah. You know, she just started tattooing again. Um, that's in Missouri, but you know, I, I just don't feel like it, the numbers support just strictly on the numbers support right. that this is a good idea yet. Kenny, what? Uh, I think we're tainted, uh, me especially, because I'm still working. Right. Um, so, right. you know, and, and there's a great de- degree with me of guilt for that. Um, uh, and mm. I just feel so, so, so lucky uh, that I still get to work. Uh, I still yeah. get to do what Absolutely. I love and yeah. I still get yeah. to yeah. make a paycheck. Yeah. And it's just so unfair. And I feel so much guilt uh, for everybody that's sitting home and. You know, and I see guys, I, I've been out running errands the last couple of days during my downtime, and I'm seeing guys in PJs walking around with masks on, and and you can just tell they don't have a job to go to, and I just feel so awful for them. And I, I think I'm on their side. Uh, you know, for their sake, if they want to go back, I, I, I think I'd really, like, uh, I'd really like us to go back to work, but we all know what's going to happen. The, you know, the, we're going to see an uptick, mm-hmm. and it might be a, a, sh- a very sharp uptick in, uh, in people getting, getting the coronas. Jason? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I see it from both sides because, like Kenny and Dawn and Alexis acknowledged, my goodness, I feel very blessed. And like Kenny, I feel guilt and like real mm-hmm. almost uncomfortable giving my opinion because if you're listening to this it's kind of like when b arthur gave us advice years ago of saying you know no parent wants to hear parenting advice from someone that doesn't have a kid i i i get that's why i don't i don't always get defensive when i get tweets from people that um notice the word always um uh, (laughs) when people ah i don't want to hear from you you know you're lucky you have uh, you joke about your jobs they're absolutely right. So like Alexis, I want to acknowledge I'm coming from yeah. an extreme place of privilege. Having said that, I do have a little bit of an interesting perspective because I am also a small business owner. Um, and my best friend and husband are in a world, the restaurant world, that is getting decimated. Um, yeah. Decimated by this. And I'm seeing this firsthand. So though... It, though it's not impacting my jobs, my goodness, I am seeing it with my business. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it with my staff. I'm seeing it with people that I love in the restaurant business, not just not just acquaintances, but friends that are shuttering their restaurants that they have been working on for years. Well, I'm trying to find creative ways Crea- to take yes. out or kits, and but how long can that sustain? Exactly. And so I... I I just want to say that I, I, though I sit in a chair of privilege, I do see the other side. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely, Jace. I, I have a small business too. Yeah, and all of our shows have been canceled. Yeah, and I just think about the people that that's their life. That's yep. they go from show to show, Comic Con to Comic Con, or Crypticon, or yeah. you know, antique show, and. All of that has been halted. Yeah. And Lex, I wasn't discounting. I didn't mean to not include that you didn't see that point no, of view. I was just saying for oh, myself. No, no, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. no. I'm just actually, I, it didn't just, it didn't dawn on me because, you know, we've had to adapt. We have been selling more and more things online. And luckily that has been working for us personally. But yes. I can't even imagine if I had, we, you know, we have some people that, you know, work the shows and stuff with us. But um, I, I, to not be able to pay your employees. Yeah. It's just uh, it's, it's devastating. And then the other side of me worries about 
the possible impact. And this is what's been worrying me the whole time. Look, I want to get back to life, too. I mean, I got to tell you, I I. I'm going to be one of those people. Don asked me yesterday in Alexis, you know, when the Disney parks open, will I go back? Yeah, I'm going to be going back. Um, So I'm one of those that will be cautious, but I'm not going to stop living. I'm going to be very safe for me and Colin and my family. Um, But I got to tell you, the other side of my brain is always worried about reopening too early. Because if we reopen too early and businesses return and then there is a second wave that in all likelihood is mm-hmm. going to happen. Yes. If we have to shutter these businesses again, oh. it is going to oh. be devastating on a level that we haven't ever seen. Yeah. Um, it will, That's what they're warning. You know what I mean? That is what worries me. So as impatient as I am, oh, my goodness, I am real worried about a potential second shutdown mm-hmm. if we do this too early. Um, that is that is what keeps me up at night. Um, because if we have to open and then close again, ooh, the number of small businesses that will go under uh, is is horrible. Was yeah, is horrible. Um, so I worry about that. I just want this to be a smart reopening, a phased reopening, um, and I want to be guided by science. And you know, Kim wrote to me, exactly. and we, we got to go. Kim wrote. We used to quarantine the sick, not the healthy. I think it's gotten to a point that we need to trust people to be smart. Um, Kim, I'm not trying to make a joke, but I, I, seeing what I've seen the last few months, I wish I had more faith in people, but I have to be honest, I don't. Uh, the story earlier of the guy beating the crap out of the oh. dollar store employee and the Target yeah. uh, employee because yeah. they, uh, they, he doesn't want to wear a mask. I'm sorry. There are way too many people in the world like that, that I don't. It just takes one. And and that I don't. Exactly. I I would like to have faith in people, but I I don't mean to be. I've tried to stay positive the last few months, but the last month has really gotten to me. And I have really, B. Arthur and I had an extensive conversation about this. There's a larger group of people in this world than I ever thought about that are just I'm sorry, just not smart about matters like this. And it worries me. Those are the people I worry about. I don't yep. worry about the Kennys and the B. Arthurs and We're Kim. Kim, you. I'm looking at you, Kim. You look very smart. <laughs> yeah. You look like a nice lady. I don't worry about you, Kim. I look, I worry about. The, the one out of 100 who doesn't wash their hands yeah. and they infect everyone else. That's what we're talking uh, about, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's yep. plain and simple. Thank you there, girl. You know what? Yep. Yeah. So I love you, Kim. Thanks for your perspective on that. 728, good conversation. It's just, uh, and this conversation is happening around breakfast tables all over the place right now. So yeah. um, 728, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Lori can't stop talking about it. Now we're going <laughs> to talk about it. Yes. That fabulous Natalie Wood documentary on HBO. And now, a sweet moment with J.R. Ewing. Every day I see you losing your grip. And if you're not going to do something about it, then I will. Are you finished? I said, well, don't you ever try to tell me how to run my business? Ewing oil is bigger than it ever has been. You know why? It's real simple, honey. It's because of me. And I got Brother Bobby running errands so fast, he hadn't even found the washroom yet. And I don't think he ever will. So if you want to keep sleeping between those satin sheets, don't you ever try to tell me how to run my business. This has been a sweet moment 
with JRU. He's very sweet with his wife. <laughs> very, very sweet. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk one oh seven one coming up on seven thirty-five on this Wednesday, May thirteenth, twenty twenty. Lori and Julia, specifically Lori. I didn't know this about Lori, but um I was listening uh last week and Lori loves Natalie Wood. Oh, I didn't know that either. Oh yeah, it's like the Royals. Lori loves the Royals and Lori loves uh uh Natalie Wood. And like Colleen and Bradley, she's a little tin foil haddish. <laughs> oh, about how she died. Yeah. She's a mm. little a little now now Lori would yell at me right now and say, This is not ten foilish, Jason. There's a lot of evidence to prove that some hanky panky went down on that right. boat. Uh-huh. Uh, with Natalie Wood's uh, death uh, in the early 80s. Uh, but any hoodly, there's a new documentary on HBO done by Natasha, uh, uh, Natalie Wood's daughter. And it's called Natalie Wood. Kenny, what is it? Uh, what, it, it, what? What's left? Uh, what? what is? Hold on a minute. What uh, remains behind? What remains behind? <laughs> yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. What remains behind? It's a very long name. Uh, what remains <laughs> behind on HBO? And Lex and I both uh, oh. uh, uh, watched. You watched it yesterday, Lex. I did watch it yesterday. After you talked about it, I thought I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it is. Uh, I didn't know a lot about Natalie Wood um, as far as her personal life. I obviously knew the mark that she made on Hollywood, but my goodness, as I teased yesterday, wow! watching, right, Lex, uh, uh, you, I didn't know at all. I didn't even scratch the surface of the mark she left on Hollywood. Am I right Boss on that, lady. Lex? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, acting from age four on yeah and yeah just the cultural impacts and also just you know kind of own wanting freedom to make her own choices in terms of you know which movies she does and gaining that freedom and sitting at, there's a picture of her sitting at the end of a table with yeah. like what a dozen guys around her and she's boss yep they all work for her publicists and accountants accountants all her team all men and she's in charge yeah yeah, so to see that, I was like, wow, all right. What would she have done She's, if she had lived? She died at 43. Yeah. So young. Well, and actually, here is, it's funny that you said that one of the clips that I pulled was toward the end of the documentary, and her friend Mia Farrell, who's interviewed, um, kind of sums up and talks about that question. Because what you learn in Natalie Wood, what remains behind is, she really, before Jane Fonda that we celebrate and Tina Turner, she really was one of the first prominent celebrity women to start redefining what the decades meant. Meaning when she was in her 40s, in the 80s, that you were washed up with a capital W. Uh, women in their 40s, Hollywood would no longer get roles. So she, she took a turn. And yeah. she met with, she got with a new agent and the agent said, you need to, we need to reinvent you. She was really one of the first mothers of reinvention in Hollywood. Now everyone does it. You know, Madonna's made a career of it. Yeah. He, Let alone being a mother yes. as, as well. So having to balance that. Here's Mia Farrow talking about uh, the loss, the loss of not having Natalie around and what Natalie would have been like uh, in the, in the, in the decades that followed her death. Uh, take a listen. Natalie was unique. She doesn't have a false moment in her films. She didn't act. 
she found something in her gut, in her heart, and in her intellect, and she applied all of that. I love you, Mother. And young women seeing that now, supposing you decide to catch one of these movies, you'd be struck yeah. by a multi-dimensional young woman, unafraid to show her vulnerabilities, her passion, her strength, and her intelligence. All of that is there. Won't you join me back in the limelight, little lady of pain? All she was ever looking Yeah, it's that's Robert Redford, who um, I didn't know wow. this either. This was a fun little nugget. Yes, yeah, Girl, we wouldn't know Robert Redford if it wasn't for Natalie Wood. No, Robert, she fought for him she in fought for two him. films. Yes, Robert Redford was a Broadway guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie was doing a movie. Natalie had seen Robert Redford in the play. Uh, Natalie was powerful at the time, real mm. powerful, and went to the head of the studio and said, if you want me in this movie, I don't want this dude that you, you've you cast. I want this Robert Redford. And they fought her, and she goes, peace. <laughs> she goes, okay, <laughs> yep. bye. And they said, fine. And, and, then, uh, and then she was such a good friend. The next movie she made, she brought Robert along. She's like, yeah. I, I want to do another movie with Robert. And, and, and now look, he's, he's Robert Redford. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> he's Robert Redford because of Natalie Wood, you know? Wow. Um, I... So I've seen a bunch of documentaries about this. Lex, uh, you guys that have seen this, yeah. do they break down the relationship between Wagner and uh, Walken and Natalie and what was going on there? Was there fights? Yeah. Was there jealousy? Okay. Was there uh, bed swapping? Uh, the whole deal. What was going on there? That was kind of my one beef with this, is that they did not really explore that very much. In fact, Natasha, the daughter who made this documentary, she is very adamant about, you know, that there was no foul play, that she was probably just trying to, you know, hook the dinghy up in the right way and just fell in and drowned. Because she was drunk, we should say, the toxicology, she was legally drunk. Right, but and she the, just the, automatically is like, nope, there was no foul play. I hate when people say this because Lana, uh, Nat- Natalie's sister, you know, she goes and does the circuit of there was a lot of foul play. No. And Dr. So, Phil. So they talked her aunt? Her aunt, okay. yep. So they showed a little bit of like some of her criticism, but they didn't really explore that. Ultimately, this is um, a documentary from a daughter's point of view, and it's very sweet. Oh, okay. They okay, did. That, did you get that too, James? I, um, I disagree a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, I felt. Uh, I, I actually, they did more than I thought, and I have some clips of them talking mm. about that night, and and then her reaction, um, uh, Natasha's reaction of the of the tabloidness of the covering of her mother's death, even. 35 years later let's yeah. take a break and we'll uh, we'll hear that we'll hear about uh, wagner talks about the night natalie died when we return welcome back jason and alexis in the morning on my talk with 71 everything entertainment everything Wee herman because i don't make monkeys i just trade them i'm jason matheson along with alexis thompson don mcclain and just like share he goes by one name kenny 647, having a great conversation about a wonderful documentary on HBO that Lori has been talking about for a while. Natalie Wood, uh, what is left behind or whatever it's called. Anyway, it's too long of a title. Just call it Natalie Wood. Here's my mom. Right. Uh, can, couldn't she just call it, here's my mom, uh, here's my mom Natalie Wood. Yeah. <laughs> and so that would have been a better title. Remembering my mom. Yeah, anyway.
anyway. Um, okay, so uh, Kenny asked a really good question because, you know, uh, we were focusing on the positive there at the beginning. But, of course, there is a uh, there is a mythical quality to Natalie Wood because of the mysterious, mysterious circumstances surrounding her death, uh, much in the same way as Marilyn Monroe and uh, JFK. You know, there's, there's, there's conspiracy theories uh, roaming around her death and has been for now decades. Um, yeah, what really happened on that boat? Yeah. Now, Lex, you felt that they kind of skimmed over it. Um, yeah. Well, and what I mean by that is that this was, it didn't feel like this was that type of documentary. No. There's so many of them that are like that, that, you know, really explore, you yes. know, the, the, the day and the boat and, you know, all of the, the relationships and all of that. I think this was a sweet documentary made by the daughter to, you know, share her mom's story, to remember her legacy and her work. And at the same time, she really loves her stepdad. RJ, yeah. RJ Wagner and and really wanted to defend him. And I felt like that was a big part of what she was doing in this beyond just telling her mom's story. Yeah, perhaps that's why it didn't bother me yeah. that it was secondary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The focus yeah. on the, ta- the the death. Um, I knew going in that this was more of a love letter to her daughter or her mother. And that's yeah. why I was actually surprised at the amount of minutes dedicated um, oh, okay. I because I, I went in with very I went in thinking this was just not a, a fluff piece but just a love letter. So the fact yeah. that they spent the time that they did was actually refreshing to me, um, or not refreshing. It was surprising to me. Here yeah. is R.J. Here's Robert Wagner talking about the night. Now, for you youngins, Natalie Wood and Robert were always on this boat for years. I mean, it was their thing. They they got on this boat, the Splendor. Uh, they would always go to Catalina. And in this particular uh, Thanksgiving weekend, it was rainy. It was kind of gross. Uh, no other friend would go with them. Uh, Christopher Walken and Natalie were making a movie together. Um, and Christopher Walken was on the boat that night. They They had docked, went to a restaurant. Uh, RJ reveals they did have a lot to drink. They got back on the boat. They were high. They were high. Uh, Christopher and Robert were in one part of the boat. Natalie went downstairs and they were fighting. fighting. Yeah, Christopher and Robert were having some words. uh, And, well, here's RJ. That night's gone through my mind so many times. You can imagine. And and I... uh, you know, Chris was there with me. He, he, he by the way, is a, a very stand-up guy. And a gentleman, a true gentleman. I remember that Mart told me that he picked you and Chris walking up at the helicopter. Pad, yeah. And you drove to see Arthur Malin, mm-hmm. your therapist, because you needed to talk to him about how you were going to tell Courtney and I. He said to me, uh, uh, RJ, he said, I just tell you one thing. Don't minimize it. Just tell it actually how devastating it is. And- now, what what mm-hmm. I what I've never what I've never understood with the thinking that Robert there was something nefarious. I don't understand what the motive would have been. Right. I, I really don't. Well, yeah. I, I you know there was that the rumors of the like love triangle like where was was there more between Natalie and Christopher um and that he admits that they were fighting um they also had a relationship where they they came together they got married they separated they divorced and then they remarried later in life 
um, which was actually a beautiful story. They found each other again. Yeah. Um, you know, but their history, you know. Yeah. But I, see, but nothing or, in their history, but nothing in their history w- gave me the impression that he hated life so much. Such a big With jump. her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a big right. jump. It is. Big oh, jump. absolutely. Everybody has issues and, and everyone's relationship isn't perfect. No, and to no. jump from like that to you murdered her is a huge leap. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying there's a lot of things that we, you know, yeah. might have not known, um, you know, in every relationship, you know. But so, yeah, what the motive is. That's just always Could be anything. Yeah, that's always been the thing that I'm like, Don, I'm glad you said that. It's, it's always been a big jump for me because by. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and here's uh, RJ. And in his oh. interview, too. I did believe him. Yeah, I did, too. I, yeah. I, and I know he's an actor, but I, I really did. Yeah. Here's uh, here's RJ and Natasha talking about the tabloid reaction oh. to this over the decades. Not just a, not just a year, oh. but still continuing. Clouded their whole lives, yes. I'm sure. Take a listen. I mean, I know how I feel. I feel like people just want to have some kind of media storm. This new information is substantial enough for us to want to take another look at the case. Is Robert Wagner a suspect? No. It's just, it's so transparent to me. They can print anything that they want to print today. And, uh, you know, there was the Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. There was the Highway Patrol, the police department. Everybody was on this. When it first happened. When it first happened. Shortly after me. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Wow. This would have had to have included a lot of people. And yes, he was well connected in Catalina. He was well. He was Robert Wagner. He was a big deal. But to pull this off, this would have taken the I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Overall, I really uh, look, I was interested in in her asking her stepdad about that night. I won't, you know, it was, it's titillating. It's a, it, I, I, I love a, a mystery like that, but overall I, I want to watch this again and, and more so. And that's, I love when a good document, a good documentary does this. It makes me want to learn more about the subject on my own. Yes. All I want to do now is go watch Splendor in the watch Grass. I want to yeah. go, I want to watch the mm-hmm. movies of hers that I haven't seen because wow, I, I, I'm mad that I didn't think of her in as high regard as I should have when I look back at Hollywood history. She played a huge role. Well, we just come from yeah. a different generation. We just didn't grow up with Natalie Wood. We were kids, Dawn. We were, yeah. we were little. When she died. Yeah, so it it's not doesn't have the same impact for us because we're a little bit younger. Yeah. Yeah. We're literally the age of her other daughter. Mm, yeah. Courtney. We're, Courtney. Right. We're the age yeah. of Courtney. Um, but wow, Lex, how well, much... Like- does Natasha? My apologies. I mean, oh, yeah, no. you, oh, go ahead. How much does Natasha look like Natalie now? She does. That was the other striking thing. Oh, Agreed. My goodness. And her baby pictures too. Yeah. They're saying how how similar they they uh, were. Um. Yeah. I. She could play her mom. Yes. Easily. I just. Oh my goodness. I was like, wow. You look just like your mom. Mm-hmm. And, then her- well, and my, I really only knew her from West Side Story. So you're right. A lot of those old, older movies, oh. I want to go back and and see yeah. them. And that was you the first watch- role that she fought for. Yeah. What can you watch? Splendor. Watch Splendor. Okay. Yeah. So I've uh, never seen Splendor. Yeah. Oh, oh. it's a great. We just saw, saw it a couple of weeks ago. Great movie. Oh, yeah. seriously? Where did you watch it, Kenny? Uh, it's they run it every now and then on TCM. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. yeah. You could. Okay. I think it's on demand. If I'm. 
sometimes as well. Okay, on, okay. wonderful movie. And Rebel yeah. Without a Cause, she wanted that. Her yeah. mother did not want her to do that Ooh, movie. Yeah. And she went behind her mom's back. Oh, and really? Oh, yeah. She went behind her mom's back, and she goes, I'm picking this movie. Her mom was um, a stage mom like Judy Garland's mom. You learned that. Wasn't that fascinating a, too, Lex? Yes. And also, as a child, to have to um, have the uh, weight of economically supporting your family. I mean, oh. can you imagine how that feels? Well, Judy Garland. Same, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. It's like the same story. Yep. Right. And and Natalie came out of it stronger where it defeated, you know, it, it broke right. Judy Garland. Natalie found strength in it. it again, Natalie would what what's left behind or whatever. Just watch it. It's called Natalie Wood. What remains behind? On HBO. <laughs> we'll be right back with the Something best like of birthday breaks next. <laughs>